Welcome back to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. I have Ms. Schneider, Director of Trading and Education and Research with Market Gage on the show with me today. Mish, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me back again. All right. I'm glad you're here. All right. We've got a whole lot of nothing going on lately, but you're going to make sense of it for us, right? Well, what I love about the market is, you know, I like to look at all the fundamentals, but very often you'll see the technicals precede that the fundamentals. But in this case right now, it's actually the technicals are purely reflecting the fundamentals, which is complete confusion. People don't know what's going to happen from here. And so that's what I really want to talk about today is the economic modern family and how they're reflecting that they're sitting right in the middle between hope and despair. Got it. All right. Which markets do you want to start with? Well, we can always start with the index, the IWM, the granddaddy, Russell 2000, because that really is always going to be our best measure of the sentiment of the U.S. economy. Got it. I'm looking at it now. What do you think is going to happen? Well, right now, actually, it's doing pretty well. Um, I'm looking at the weekly chart here, and as I see you have up as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the big rally we had after Christmas is reflected as it went through the green line, which is the 200-week moving average. And we've been sitting now below the 50-week moving average, which is the blue line. So essentially what's happening, which is the 200 What's essentially happening right here, and actually the chart that you have just put up is uh, a, a day old, because I sent you an updated one, I believe. Yes. But anyway, um, essentially what we have right now is we're inching closer to the resistance, which is up around 157, 150 being pivotal. And really, here's what's going to happen. If the market senses a the government's not going to shut down and b there's any kind of deal on the table with china and the tariffs and that's where the hope comes in you're going to see that iwm fly up to the 50 week moving average and then we can reevaluate from there what's going to happen on the flip side if you know today's only monday if by the time we get to wednesday and we're not seeing any trade talks on the table and we're not seeing any progress in terms of what's happening with the government and the shutdown and believe me there are rumors all over the place so people have to be extremely careful to vet what is manipulated fake news versus what's real, then we'll see the opposite happen. We'll start to see it roll over, the market roll over, and then we can head down to 140 again pretty easily. And I think that pretty much sums it up if we're going to look at every chart. However, in the modern family, we look at the other sectors. What's interesting is there's some money rotation going on, and I think that's worthwhile watching as well. Okay. What's the next index you want to look at? Well, let's go with his wife, you know how I like to humanize them, which would be Granny Retail, XRT. And that actually is right now the weakest of all of the sectors in the modern family. And of course that makes sense. Um, this is brick and mortar retail. So what we have right now is whereas all the other sectors, including the Russells are above the 200 week, XRT is struggling to even get to the 200 week, the green line there, which comes in about 44.66. So I think that's going to be key as well. I wouldn't necessarily say that XRT is a market leader, but it is certainly a really good indication of what might come out for that first quarter GDP number, considering retail is a huge percentage of the GDP. So 
looking at it technically, it's sitting right there. It hasn't exactly broken down, but it hasn't really anything in way of going up. And that's with some pretty good uh, retail uh, right now looking pretty good. Like, for example, uh, Michael Kors stock did well. Ralph Lauren stock is doing well. But you can see the upper echelon higher fashion stocks are doing well where some of the other type of brick and mortar retail stocks aren't. So if XRT can get through that 44.66, then I think we're going to have the start of another healthy rally. If it starts to roll over, breaks around 43.50, then I would take that as an early warning sign that the GDP may not be so good, number one. And number two is that will probably cause the Fed to reiterate their stance all of a sudden, which has been extremely dovish. Got it. Got it. All right, next. Okay, well, let's go right smack in the middle, which is transportation. And I always like to say that transportation and the Russell 2000 are extremely important together because the Russell 2000 represents 2,000 small cap companies that all are in the United States. So we can call that supply side. And the transportation really reflects the demand side because that's how goods and services are moving. And that actually made a pretty decent move today. Um, it's closer to the 50 weeks than it's been for quite some time now. And so I think what's happening right here is this is where you're seeing the most optimism or the most amount of hope. So again, this will be important to watch. If it clears through 190, it will take out that 50 week. Then we can see another $10 up in that pretty easily. Um, and on the other side of the coin, if it breaks down under 180, I think then you'll see the, the more despair side being reflected in the chart. And that's probably why it's a good time right now to kind of take it easy and watch. Got it. Uh, what's next? We have semiconductors, biotech, well, let's go left to right. So we'll go we'll go biotech because biotech is part of the modern family mainly because of the fact that even though, you know, yes, we do a lot of research and development in the biotechnology space in the United States, it happens to be one of the mo most highly speculated of all of the sectors. And, you know, that's a reason because you get these huge moves in some of these drug stocks when they've passed a trial or fail a trial, etc. And what that's reflecting right now is number one, look at the distance between the 50 week, the blue and the green, they're very close together. So that will be a wonderful indicator to see which way it squeezes. Does it get through the 50 week, which it's tried and then failed and now had a very tiny range today? So that would be basically over 110. Or do they squeeze it down and it winds up breaking 104, in which case we see a trip to 100 and further south. And that will really tell us how committed the specs want to be in terms of the overall market. All right. Any more? Well, let's move on to the next one. In the middle is regional banks. Now, there was some news about regional banks yesterday because there was a merger deal with State Street and that gave it a bit of a boost. But that really was the one sector, interestingly enough, and because of the whole banking industry, that was the first to crash towards the end of 2018. And so it was also one of the first ones to get back over the 200 week when we had the post-Christmas rally. And it really hasn't done very much since that. You can see that that distance to the 50 week, which is has a very negative slope, is 
considerable at this point. This doesn't really move that big the way, say, an IBB or an IYT does. So again, we want to watch this. If this can get back through 55, the banking industry is showing some signs of optimism. If it starts to roll over and breaks down under, say, 53, and especially if it breaks down under that 200-week moving average, which is at basically 50-50, then again, you'll have a very clear sign. And then since before you ask me, I will just move on to the last one, which is semiconductors. And semiconductors, uh, by the way, is important to the family because it's kind of like a cross between um, things that are really reflective in the United States, given the fact that you know, semiconductors are in Silicon Valley or in the United States, but also a very heavily speculated area. That actually last week touched the 50 week. Um, and so you can see that the semiconductors also never broke down below the green line or the 200 week. So what's that that's saying that right now, semiconductors, which has been a market leader, but can never be sustainable as a market leader only because eventually the US economy catches up. If that can get back over 101, at least in the semiconductor space, we see a lot of hope there more than in any other sector. And again, if it starts to fail, say under 95, that'll be done. So if we put that all together, what we're really saying is we're kind of right there in the middle, just as I said in the beginning. The market is unclear. It doesn't know what it wants to do. It's a unique opportunity to see where the uncertainty in terms of the fundamentals is matching with the uncertainty of the technicals, with the technicals pointing more slightly towards the hope side than the despair, but easily that can change at any time. All right, now I've got a few questions for you. Okay. I'm looking at the S&Ps right now, and I see that they're right up against a 78% retracement level coming down from, oh, the, the high, most recent December high. Mm -hmm. And we're about to go into a phase where we could potentially have another shutdown throughout the government. And that could throw, and this time it's hardball with everybody. Both sides are really bold up, if you will. Do you see yes. that this is at a, we're, we could be at a pivotal point where this, if we do have another shutdown, everything's pre prime for another short uh, opportunity? Well, yes, I think maybe I wasn't clear enough and I apologize for that, but I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now is that we are so stuck in the middle between that level of despair and hope that it could easily go either way and it's only going to take one bit of news i think to ignite either the bulls or the bears at this point so it would be most likely prudent to kind of sit and hang out and by the way there's another area i don't know if you were going to ask me about this but the dollar made new 2019 highs today which i also think is interesting because the dollar being very strong right now hurts China, hurts any kind of uh, exports uh, for them. Um, and so really what's happening right now is that the dollar is acting as the most hopeful of anything right now that that there will uh, actually not be a deal. I shouldn't, that actually sounds like an oxymoron. What I'm saying is it seems to have the most reality right now that the, they're banking on the US economy, whether it's right or wrong, holding strong even if we don't have a deal with China. And of course that can have a lot of other implications as well, which I would say right now we should probably wait and see before we start really confusing people and adding too many layers. Right, I agree with you. I'm looking at gold 
here right now because I don't see a lot of fear out there. Everything's stalled. We're just going to have to wait and see. This is one of the few times where the technicals really aren't giving us a lot of tip-off for what the fundamentals are going to do. No, not when you look at the macro picture. Now, of course, there are always stocks that you can look at that are doing their own thing. And that's a, that's why this may be more of a stock picker's market right now. But for the purposes of people who are listening and really want to understand macro, yeah, I mean, you have commodities got hammered today, especially the agriculturals. Gold took a little bit of a beating. It's still, I think, pretty strong relative to the market. And so, you know, yeah, we're like, what do we do right now? Well, you know, if you have your positions on and you know how to use good trailing stops and you don't want to get overcommitted, I would say right now you would definitely probably be best off and will know next direction in just a couple of days. Sounds good. Mish, thanks for being a guest on the show. Really appreciate this. Thank you for having me back. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael. Thanks for joining with us. And don't forget, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs> thanks, Mish. Thanks, Michael. <laughs>